the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on AM 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcast. I am Chris Murray, your host. Thanks so much for being with us today. Appreciate it as always. Hope your weekend's going well and uh, you and your family are, are well. Um, a lot of top stories to get to, a lot of economic data, including that jobs report. Um, also, uh, the spending bills and what they uh, uh, may do when it comes to inflation. Um, and the budget. So we'll be talking about that and and many other things as well. Um, But again, spending is front and center. So Democrats, uh, their inflation bill includes a provision from the Build Back Better Act, uh, which a nonpartisan uh, analysis deemed the most economically damaging provision. So the Inflation Reduction Act, which is um, a goofy name because there's more spending coming, is just uh, build back better, repackaged, a uh, little more lipstick on the pig. But um, they're going to introduce a 15% minimum tax on corporate book income or the income that corporations list on public earnings reports. That same tax was included in uh, BBB, uh, Biden's budget proposal that Manchin ultimately tanked earlier this year. Uh, the Tax Foundation, which is a nonpartisan tax policy research group, characterized the provision as a particularly harmful provision of BBB. The analysis concluded earlier this year that this corporate minimum tax is going to cost 27,000 to 30,000 jobs, and it's going to reduce U.S. domestic product. Um, So the uh, provision apparently is also going to lead to lower wages. So William McBride, the group's vice president of federal tax and economic policy at the Tax Foundation, was saying in such conditions, it would be extremely unwise to raise taxes, especially the type of taxes advocated by this administration, which would do excessive harm to the economy. Record inflation, poor data, poor polling, um, very poor consumer confidence and consumer sentiment. All of those reports that we've seen, and they want to have more spending and increase taxes. Also, uh, in addition to the Tax Foundation, the Joint Committee on Taxation published a report that showed most Americans, including those that make less than $10,000, would face increased cost as a result of this bill. And then, of course, the main thing is um, they're just talking about inflation and trying to get people to kind of put their eyes on that shiny object, which is easy to do because it's crushing people on a daily basis. But the Americans for Tax Reform president I saw this week discussed the IRS targeting small businesses after securing $80 billion in that Inflation Reduction Act. Wait a minute. Now the IRS is back into it, right? Like I said, 
just repackaged, build back better, put new and more lipstick on the pig. That's all it is. So, um, you, you know, again, tax form, uh, Americans for tax form, excuse me, they're arguing the agency is massively increasing their ability to audit. So what we're seeing here is they want $80 billion from taxpayers. They're going to hire 87,000 more bureaucrats in the IRS, and they're going to go after small businesses. Now, they said they're going to give the IRS more money for offices, but according to one thing I saw this week, the IRS actually admits 53% of their staff, they don't come in at all. So why do they supposedly need these billions of dollars for offices? Same pig, more lipstick. It's really, uh, it's, it's terrible. I mean, you know, all of this, why people were asking the question, how much more can I take because of inflation? These surveys are showing that sur- uh, the surging inflation is driving more Americans to live literally paycheck to paycheck. So, of course, the last piece we got on inflation, the CPI, um, for June came in at 9.1% for year over year. That represented the largest annual increase since November of 1981. It was higher than what economists were expecting. And that's just that number. I mean, we know, well, from June to June, gasoline was up 60%. That's a lot more 9%, isn't it? Eggs were up 33%. That's a lot more than 9%, isn't it? You know, the everyday things that we need are well above that CPI number. And then you see this, uh, a report released by the Lending Club found that 61% of Americans, roughly 157 million adults, lived paycheck to paycheck in June. That saw an increase from the more than 58% of Americans who reported living paycheck to paycheck in May. And it's not just the poor, those on fixed income, the single moms that I always talk about. Of those earning $200,000 per year or more, 36% of them reported living paycheck to paycheck in June. So it's across the board. This lending club survey also found that among all consumers, Average savings dropped in June, meaning more people are struggling to afford their lifestyles and necessities, and they're falling back on their credit cards or racking up higher monthly balances, making them more financially uh, financially vulnerable. And again, they're eating into their savings. Now, how do we how do we prove that? Right. Well, credit card debt held by American households surged by 13% on an annualized basis in the second quarter. That's the sharpest climb in credit card debt since 1999 because consumers increasingly are relying on credit cards amid this sky-high inflation. Where did it come from, this report? The Federal Reserve Bank of New York's quarterly report 
on household debt and credit show that total household debt reached $16.1 trillion at the end of June. That was up $312 billion from the same quarter a year ago. People are hurting literally day to day. I mean, they are, they're just being pummeled, gut punched, whatever you want to call it. Now, the second quarter of uh, 2022 also showed an increase in mortgage auto loan uh, balances as well. But a lot of that was driven by rising prices. Um, so there's what, what, what the bank said, the New York Federal Reserve Bank said, is they're starting to see these rising delinquencies, especially among low-income borrowers. People can't, they can't pay their bills because of this inflation. And this administration and the elitist won't acknowledge it. And when they do and they say it's our main priority, I don't, inflation's been going up, not down. So obviously, if you think it's a priority, whatever you're doing is not working. And now you want to spend more money? You want to throw kerosene on the fire? Foolish. Also, you've got the Federal Reserve literally a year and a half late to the party. And now they're totally committed, supposedly, and they're raising interest rates. We've had two raises, or I should say the last two were 0.75%, three-quarters of a percent. You know it takes six to nine months, maybe longer, for an interest rate increase to work its way through the pipeline. So why? no wonder everybody's expecting them to drive us into a, a deep recession. Because they're going to supposedly what they've telegraphed is they're going to continue to raise interest rates. Because, look, they've got a two percent target and they let inflation get to nine point one percent. Who does that? You know, I was talking with a client earlier this week. Who does that? You have a two percent target on inflation. I could get a second grader to sit down and say, look, here's our target, 2%. If we get to 4%, do we have a problem? Do you think we need to do something to fix that because it's double? And that second grader would say yes. Much less going from a 2% target to over 9%. These people asleep at the wheel, drunk at the wheel, whatever you want to call them, but they're terrible at their jobs. For sure. And then on top of all the economic stuff this week, you've got Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan for what? More insider information that her husband can trade on? Nobody knows what that trip was about. But we know that right away, China started putting, uh, they started halting, I should say, imports from uh, Taiwanese uh, manufacturers in certain areas, which they've done in the past, it, it, you know, as a retaliatory type of policy, you know, in the past they've they've slashed imports, fish, fruit, vegetables, other produce. When I was looking into it, then you've got Vladimir Putin, China's you know little puppy dog, uh, his press secretary saying the U.S. is provoking China. Then you get China sending missiles flying around 
doing, um, you know, training all around the island of Taiwan after Pelosi left. What was the point of her trip? I've yet to find anybody clarify that other than a photo op. And look, she's she's on her last lap. She's on her way out. They're going to get waxed in November, hopefully at historical levels in the House. And she's going to be kicked to the curb. I don't care how much money she has and influence, supposedly, that comes with that money. She's going to get kicked to the curb. You think maybe that's why she doesn't care about the insider trading stuff and originally fighting back on the conflicts of interest in Congress with not only elected officials, but their their staff members who have been literally accused of violating the trading rules that are in place. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, something's good is happening. Fortunately, we're turning the corner the way we need to. Those that are fiscally, socially, and morally conservative in this country. But um, we really, really, really have to put our foot on the accelerator and continue uh, to make this move. Back with more top stories in just a moment. Kodiak, live pack, bush light, six pack, buzz bait, big bass hung up on a hook. Truck muddy, something funny, rolled up, bumping country music in the country, buddy. I can. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcast and you can catch it there. Um, re-listen, share it if you'd like with uh, with people you know and care about. And, um, you know, again, talking – oh, I forgot to tell you uh, before the break, our latest white paper is up on the site. Will a recession rob your retirement? Four things to check now. Um, so that is a complimentary white paper that we have for you. Um, people can redefine recession all they want. Textbook recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Deal with it. Don't try to change it like you're trying to change all the other stuff. Please, actually, would you just own something and admit it? You know, I mean, and, and do something about it. Actually, not just admit it. Because, again, oh, inflation's priority number one. Inflation goes up. Oh, um, supply bottleneck chain uh, disruption. That, that's our main problem. problem. Same problem. Ports are still all messed up. Would you please not only say something but do something? Get some people that have real-life experience who know how to handle problems, who know how to solve problems. I mean, I know you're not going to do it, these elected officials, so many of them, but I'm still going to ask, would you please? Would you please do it for the people of the country? I mean, I know you have your own agenda, and you don't care who it hurts. 
as long as these people further their political career and enrich themselves, they don't care. But I'm still going to ask, please, would you? I mean, th- this is something that, you know, is, is really important, and we need to get these, all of these problems addressed. The border, could you please stop the, the rape and the sex and the child trafficking, people dying on their way over? I mean, how can you not care about that? It's it's unbelievable, and you know, talking about the um, the economy, there are uh, so many. Uh, now we got a good jobs report, depending on how you look at it. But I'm not going to take that away. The headline number was good. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But you know, what we did see is the number of job openings continue to fall. Um, actually, fell to a reading of 10.7 million in June, falling short of the market estimate of 11 million. That was according to the monthly job openings and labor turnover survey from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So the most significant declines were situated in retail and wholesale trade. But we've seen this um, this trend that's kind of developing in recent months that large and small companies have been laying off workers. So uh, the big technology company Oracle, for example, uh, they said that they had begun laying off an undisclosed number of their workforce. Um, I mean, this is a workforce of 143,000 employees. So I wonder what that number is. We don't know because they didn't disclose it. Shopify slash 10% of their workforce last month. 7-Eleven, they trimmed 880 U.S. jobs. Ford, big automaker announced plans recently to terminate 8,000 employees. Why? Because of the um, electric vehicle thing. So the government's subsidizing that, these these automakers, to make more of these um, electric vehicles, which subsidy means we're paying for it as taxpayers. And they're cutting jobs to make that happen, make it work out right for them. Now, if you're an automaker, can you imagine the United States government coming to you and saying, hey, we're going to give you taxpayer money to replace all of the vehicles out there? (laughs) I mean, that's like Christmas every day of the year. And that's what they're doing. And Ford replies by saying, yeah, we're going to terminate 8,000 employees. The real estate titan Remax announced intentions to lay off 17% of their workforce by the end of this year. Even Mark Zuckerberg, you know, big Facebook boy who promises everybody the moon and always has, said during their second quarter earnings call with analysts that uh, the the economic downturn has arrived and it's going to force them to slow the pace of long-term investments that includes hiring. You know, he wouldn't say it because he's a he's a sissy, but that's exactly what it means. Hiring at small businesses slowed for the fifth straight month in July. The, the pace of wage hikes and average hourly earnings growth also slowed last month, according to that JOLTS report. And then what do we hear at the end of the week? Wal- I should say the middle of the week. Walmart 
confirmed that they're laying off workers as part of a restructuring process. This is the largest retailer in the world, not in the United States, in the world. And they're going to lay off uh, 200 employees. That news comes just a week or so after Walmart lowered their profit outlook for the quarter and for the full year, actually, because soaring inflation is taking its toll. See what I mean? I mean, people that go to Walmart that are looking for a bargain, even though it's a lot of junk made in China, but they go there looking for lower priced items or maybe they can get some bulk. The foot traffic's not there. They're warning about their profit outlook, not just for the quarter, for the whole year. And they said in the release, this double-digit food inflation is higher than it was at the end of last quarter. And it's affecting customers, their ability to spend on general merchandise categories. So Walmart's like, boy, we're going to have to mark down some stuff. So we can try to move it and at least make a little bit of a margin. And um, that always comes back to the shopper, the American citizen, who I've talked about dealing with all this inflation, high gas prices, high food prices, high apparel prices, high electronics, record high new and used auto prices. It's just crushing the American consumer every day. Now, one thing that I saw this week that I thought was very positive, um, Republican state officials are readying plans to punish certain banks and financial institutions that are going against traditional energy sources. And... um, yeah, that's all part of that environmental, social, and governance, the ESG standards that uh, most of them are junk. It's just the whole climate change thing. Just same thing, pig, different, more lipstick. But West Virginia announced recently that they're going to uh, bar five major financial institutions, including big ones like BlackRock and Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan, from entering into banking contracts with the state's treasurer's office or any state agency. That's great. So, you know, these corporations, these bank uh, corporations had committed to policies uh, limiting engagement with traditional energy uh, energy industry companies. Um, and the state treasurer for West Virginia said that uh, they're just not going to pay for this type of destruction to their their state and to their, uh, you know, their citizens of this state. So it sounds like a lot of other uh, Republican led states are getting ready to do the same thing, saying, you know, you can't tell us what's good, what's bad, who, you know, you're going to support, who you're, you you can't pick winners and losers. If you do, we're going to punish you because you're punishing um, like I said, our state and the citizens in that state. So we'll we'll uh, keep an eye on that for sure and see how that plays out. Okay, some um, or a quick uh, quick break for you, and then we come back with that economic data, including the jobs report. So stay tuned.
Outside of this one church town There's a gold dirt road To a whole lot of nothing Got a deed to the land But it ain't my ground This is God's country Pray for rain and thank him It's your financial editor With Chris Murray On 930 WFMD Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts and grab it there. Uh, Latest white paper we have for you. uh, It's up on the site now. Will a recession rob your retirement? Four things to check now. Um, You know, again, whoever these people are arguing over. Textbook uh, recession is two quarters back-to-back showing contraction, which is exactly what we got the first two quarters of this year. So you'll want to understand recession more. That's why we put it up there. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com, and it's uh, right on the homepage. You just click the button, um, and it downloads directly to your um, to your email, and you can uh, enjoy it from there. And um, you know, we were talking about the economic data. Uh, it was a big week for that, including to including the jobs uh, picture, which we'll get to in uh, in just a minute. But you know, we got the ISM, the Institute for Supply Management, their uh, both their manufacturing and non manufacturing or service reports uh, this week, and it was a mix. You know, we saw that manufacturing activity slowed last month. So the Institute for Supply Management, the survey on Monday when I was looking at it, showed a measure of the the, the factor employment contracting for the, the third straight month. Um, and just overall, the number um, came in, it dipped to 52.8 last month. That's the lowest reading since June of 2020. Um, high inflation remained a complaint among the manufacturers, no big surprise there uh, because they're having to deal with inflation and trying to figure out how much can they eat, how much do they have to pass on, what's it going to do to their bottom lines, um, are they going to have to let people go, or is their stock going to get uh, tanked if it's uh, publicly traded? A lot going on there. Then you look at the U.S. services industry. Uh, that ISM report showed a pickup uh, last month. So, hence, that's why I was saying it was mixed. The uh, The number went from a reading of 55.3 in June to 56.7. So, anything above 50 shows growth. Anything below that is contraction. Um, and, again, the, the surprise rebound followed on the heels of that ISM manufacturing survey showing that um, activity – at the factories was slowing. So, um, you know, both hot and cold there as far as the reports from the I, uh, ISM, excuse me. So the other thing we saw when we were looking at data, U.S. construction spending tumbled in June as outlays on single-family home building declined sharply because of those uh, rising mortgage rates that people have been dealing with lately. So the Commerce Department came out at the beginning of the week and said construction spending was minus 1.1% in June. Just to put that into perspective, economists had forecast that spending would rise 0.1%. 
but instead it was minus 1.1%. That's a huge miss. Spending on private construction projects decreased 1.3%. Investment in residential construction dropped 1.6%. So, you know, this residential spending piece that I was looking at contracted at its steepest pace in two years in the second quarter. And, of course, that was part of the um, negative GDP number. It was included in that. And um, we're, you know, we're just starting to see the kind of the fallout, if you will, of not only inflation that we haven't seen in four decades, but also in rising interest rates. Um, Now, fortunately, last week, what we saw was the 30-year fixed rate saw a decline, which was good because it had went from right around a little at the beginning of the year, a little below 3% to 6%. Right. So it doubled price, all these people out of the market. Um, But according to the Mortgage Bankers uh, Association, they said that the average was five point four, three percent. So, you know, that helped the drop in rates led to increases in both um, refinance and purchase applications. But compared to a year ago, of course, activity is still very depressed because of um, those much higher interest rates. And then we looked at some of the data that came um, this week as far as energy goes. And we saw that U.S. commercial crude oil inventories increased by 4.5 million barrels from the previous week. Um, So even though we saw that increase, inventories are about 7% below the five-year average for this time of year. Uh, Gasoline inventories increased, uh, you know, not not by much. And they're 3% below the five-year average for this time of year. So those two showed some uh, some some build, but that's because people aren't traveling as much, apparently. Yeah, I don't know if you've talked to anybody, but I've actually uh, read reports, talked to some people that put off some travel, some vacation, because whether it was airline tickets are so expensive or – um, it was going to cost so much to pull their RV or to just drive to their destination. And then, of course, with feeding themselves when they get there um, and just inflation in general, that's tamped down some of the demand. Now, here's one problem is distillate fuel inventories, which that's your just think of, um, you know, your um, your diesel fuel, that that type of thing. Those inventories were down by 2.4 million barrels last week, and they're at 25% below the five-year average for this time of year. So why is that a problem? Well, all those tractor trailers you pass on the road delivering product, and if you've got it, a trucker brought it to you is the saying. They're dealing with these crazy um, diesel fuel prices. A lot, a lot of truckers have parked their trucks because they just can't make it work. They can't pass it all on. And then think about the farmers. Their tractors and other equipment, combines, etc., diesel. Think about your excavators that are out there doing site work. The massive increase um, that they're having to deal with because of diesel. So it's a, it's a real problem. And again, it's why inflation, one of the reasons inflation is 
as high as it is. Uh, We learned on Thursday that the number of Americans filing for unemployment uh, benefits was higher than what was anticipated. So 260,000 applications were received uh, last week for initial jobless claims. Um, That's right around the high of the year. So we, you know, don't want to see that. And then continuing claims are the number of Americans who are consecutively receiving unemployment aid. That rose as well. So it was a head scratcher, of course, yesterday when the jobs report came out. And the Labor Department said that um, 528,000 jobs were created in July. And that the unemployment rate went from 3.6 to 3.5. Um, So a lot of people are kind of scratching their head over that report, wondering how it all plays. And, you know, I mentioned earlier in the program about recently a plethora of companies, including Google and Walmart and Apple and Facebook and Microsoft, Ford, have announced either hiring freezes or layoffs. Just in recent weeks, actually. So, you know, it was kind of had people scratching their head as to um, how this number worked out. But um, that's the number we have. And, of course, we'll uh, dive into it deeper over this weekend as, as more data becomes available and talk about it on the Morning News Express with uh, Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick. So um, stay tuned for that. And then, um, again, I want to spend a little bit of time on the other side of this break as far as the uh, the spending bill. They're calling it inflation reduction, but it's just repackaged uh, Build Back Better uh, with a lot of damage in it, especially long term. Uh, well, short and long term, tell you the truth. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, again, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. Will a recession rob your retirement? Four things to check now. So textbook, I'll say it again. Two consecutive quarters, two back-to-back quarters, negative GDP growth is a recession. So everybody's trying to change it, or not everybody, but a lot of people, especially the novices, are trying to change it. Uh, They're trying to lower your expectations, just like I talked to you about during the Obama administration. They're trying to condition you. Remember when we had some high gas prices back when Obama was in and his uh, his value add was make sure that the air in your tires is uh, is right. Properly inflate your tires. So, again, like, these are novices. They don't know how the real world works. And um, that's just another example that I will never get out of my head for sure. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. Will a recession rob your retirement? We're talking about spending on the other side of this. Stay tuned. shot down I'm in trouble I'm a newly single man seeing double 
Take a smile for all my friends, then go home alone around 2 a.m. It only happens once a year. Ashley's. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts and you can grab it there. And uh, just again, a reminder, excuse me, our latest white paper, Will a Recession Rob Your Retirement? Four things to check now. Uh, You know, we've got the inflation stuff. We've got the higher interest rates. Um, There's a lot going on. And in the midst of all that, which uh, is very disheartening. It seems like the administration wants to cause uh, more damage and more pain and get their pet projects uh, pushed through. So, um, you know, you've got the uh, this Inflation Reduction Act that uh, has been uh, put out there. Joe Manchin sold his soul uh, finally, and then Cinema. Uh, uh, you know, she got a couple extra things, apparently, for them to get her vote. Um, I don't even know if any of the rhinos um, are going to vote for it or not. They don't have to now because if you go 50-50 and uh, Kamala Harris is a tiebreaker, they don't have to, um, you know, show their true colors. So maybe no Republicans will vote for it anyway. But, y- you know, you see the things in here. So much of it, $385 billion of it, is on climate. $385 billion is on climate. So um, clean electricity grants and loans, clean energy technology accelerator, clean agricultural funding, Clean vehicle manufacturing. Then you've got health care in there. Extension of um, Obamacare for three years. And then more vaccine coverage to keep people scared, even though what Biden was vaccinated and then boosted and it's such a joke. Um And then they talk about health savings, uh, drug price inflation cap, that 15% corporate minimum tax that we talked about that's projected to cost 27,000 to 30,000 plus jobs, the IRS tax enforcement funding, billions and billions and billions of dollars to the IRS to hire more bureaucrats. And if you joined uh, the program at the beginning, I was saying how they're they're saying it's for offices, but yet 53% of IRS people say they don't go to the office now. Oh, and you got to love this. Methane fees. So just think of your agricultural people. This is... um, We've got this crazy record high inflation, and like I said, they're going to throw kerosene on the fire. Good Lord only knows 
the damage they've done with uh, the virus shutdowns, all the mental illness, literally people taking their lives financially with all what's going on right now. Families are devastated. There's divorces. There's bankruptcies. Families falling apart. I'm good families that, you know, are the backbone of this country. Single moms out there, especially the poor, those on fixed incomes. Millions and millions and millions of retirees have had to come out of retirement and try to grab a paycheck because uh, they can't keep up with inflation because they're on fixed incomes. These people are evil. This is all self-inflicted. And this stupid Inflation Reduction Act is just growing government, whereas what we need is for the government to get out of the way. We definitely don't need to grow. We need to shrink it. Um, That's extremely hard to do, as everybody knows, once it's in place. They put these new agencies in place, and then they, they just balloon year after year with budget increases and personnel increases and just become another elephant in the room that, uh, you know, we have to deal with. So it's uh, it, it's really a shame. It, it really is. And you look at, you know, again, some of this, um, this spending, even in these other bills that were passed, uh, infrastructure, which wasn't traditional infrastructure. So, again, I think it was 13 Republicans that voted for that bill. I hope they all lose, um, which they probably don't care because, again, they sold their souls and got what they needed out of it for uh, personal gain. Um, or no matter what the bill is, I mean, again, we're talking about the, the infrastructure bill, for example, had – uh, the medicine piece in it as well, Medicare. Why? So did the uh, the gun legislation that they recently passed. They cram this stuff with so much pork and don't allow people the time to read it, understand it, and vote on it that that's how we find ourselves in the situation that we are and deteriorating. So um, it, it's really a shame. You know, I forget the guy's name. I heard an interview of somebody that was running for, I believe it was for Congress in Missouri. And he said that if he won, the first thing he was going to uh, put forth as far as legislation was one thing at a time. So you weren't going to have these bills that had all this garbage in it, all this pork, all the payoffs. Everybody's skimming. So if you were voting on infrastructure, then that's all you were voting on. Nothing else. Crystal clear. What's traditional infrastructure, roads, bridges, water systems, airports versus climate that they squeeze in there? I, I mean, I know that's not going to happen, unfortunately, but wouldn't that be just a welcome breath of fresh air that we as citizens could easily understand and transparently see what's being done 
because we look back now in the wake of dead bodies from the damage that uh, these politicians do. Um, and then their donors that control them like, uh, you know, like puppets um, and their consultants. You know, you go back to what we're going. People have already forgotten what we had to deal with during the virus with China because of supply issues. They've already forgotten about that. They've forgotten about the importance of bringing back as much manufacturing as possible. And it doesn't have to all come to America, but at least North America, where we have better control of it. And we know that Mexico and Canada are our biggest partners. And, you know, yeah, if we want to use a little leverage one way or the other, fine. But that would be so much better. So much better. But uh, nobody, this administration is not looking to do it like they should, at least not what was already started when Intel announced a couple few years ago what they were going to do and others. Um, So hopefully we'll get back on that rail and um, make sure that America is taken care of and all the the citizens of this great country and – we won't worry what China thinks or what they say or what they threaten. Uh, you know, we won't put up with that or any chin wagging by Vladimir Putin. None of that. So hopefully we'll see how that goes. The latest white uh, paper, Will a Recession Rob Your Retirement? Four things to check now. Um, obviously, two quarters back to back. Negative gross domestic product number. It's textbook recession. Everybody's trying to change it, but. I think you should read the white paper. I think it'll help you. We also have um, rising interest rates. Uh, It's got a lot of stuff going on. I think the white paper will help you. That's why we do it. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. Just click the download button. Complimentary goes right to your email. That does it for us uh, for this week. And we'll talk with you on the Morning News Express uh, weekday mornings at 550, 6.50, a.m. Those are live conversations with uh, myself, Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick, and then uh, we'll talk to you next weekend back here. So have a great weekend, and uh, this is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com, a service of Holtzapel Heating and Air Conditioning. News Radio 930, WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. 7 o'clock.